and a very warm welcome back to the Fearless Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Britton. Do you know, we've been running the podcast for about six months now and have just passed the milestone of 21 episodes. And I wanted to take this opportunity to reflect back on some of the brilliant guests we've had on the podcast during that time. I've called this show the best of the guests because I like a bit of alliteration and rhyme. And I hope you'll enjoy a reflection on some people you may have met before or the opportunity to go back and listen to the full episode. So I'll kick off with Will Rainey. I spoke to Will about his book, Grandpa's Fortune Fables, and his mission to enable parents to teach their kids about money. Let's start with Will. What do you think the three main lessons that you'd like to share with parents are about about teaching their kids about money? So the first one that I always say to parents is when they're talking to kids about money is to get them to think of money like a seed. Um, And straight away, children will know they can give those seeds away and that's just like spending. But children will also then get a bit inquisitive and say, what does it mean when you plant them? And that's, in my mind, that's kind of saving and investing. Mm. And they do that, then they can grow into trees or blue trees, because that's my company, Blue Tree Savings. And they'll grow into this kind of financial forest. And straight away, kids are starting to see, A, they're learning that money is not just for spending because they know it's there for planting. They'll get to see money growing in the future. So not just thinking about money today, but in the future. And it, But just the language of it and talking about money as seeds just makes it a lot more visual, makes it a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. So my daughters will always be like, uh, Daddy, um, how many blue trees do I have? Or Daddy, can I put some of my pocket money towards my, my blue tree forest? Um, and it just makes it so much easier rather than sort of saying, oh, you have I don't know, this many pounds and this many pence and it's invested in this business. Mm. So I always say to parents, first thing, just have a nice little conversation about money being like uh, seeds and their kind of goal should be to have their own financial forest. And it's those mm. who do have that fun- financial forest in the future are the ones who are going to be financially kind of healthy. Mm. So that's my first one. The second one is kind of based on that kind of analogy is just every time that your children or anyone's children gets some money, whether that's from pocket money or tooth fairy or birthdays, whatever it is, just get them in the habit of saving just a little bit. Even if it's just one out of every 10 pounds or pence or whatever it is, just 10% of all that money every time. So they still get to spend 90% of the money they receive. So that shouldn't impact on their fun or ability to buy the toys or the sweets that they want. But that little 10%, if they get that every time, it'll just become a habit. And they'll see that over time, those little bits soon add up into kind of large amounts. But also when they're adults, they'll just start saving before they go spending. And I say that you always, what we want them to say is when they're adults, how come you've got so much saving? It'd be, well, that's just what I always do. <laughs> that's always, always I've always done. Yeah. And I think that's such an easy thing for all parents to do. And it's so so powerful and if all children learn to just do that little habit i think it will change that the kind of whole money mindset of, of that generation mm. so that's my and the third is to let children know that money can grow i think this is a concept that again needs to be taught so for all parents uh start talking to children that if when they do spend money that money goes to companies so it's like the example i use with my kids is uh years ago we were in hong kong uh, we we're in mcdonald's and i said see that money that we've just spent at mcdonald's we've got a little bit poorer 
McDonald's has got a little bit richer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all those people who are who are queuing up to buy their Happy Meals, they're all giving their money to McDonald's. They're getting a little bit poorer, uh, and McDonald's is getting a little bit richer. Yeah. And that's not just here, but that's all the McDonald's around the world. And McDonald's is owned by people. <laughs> and so as McDonald's gets richer, those people also get richer. And those people are the people who invest their money, and they're seeing their money grow. And then I explained to them that we invest on their behalf. So the blue trees that we have for them are actually money that we've invested in thousands of different companies all around the world. So every time we pretty much go to any shop and give them some money, that money kind of belongs, a little bit belongs to them. <laughs> it's helping them grow this kind of forest. And it's kind of a very simple way of teaching them about investing and seeing that money can grow as long as they save some uh, and plant that forest. Now, another highlight of the show so far was my conversation with Karen Abrams. Now, Karen, if you recall, is a master theta healing practitioner. And we had a fascinating conversation about what is theta healing and how that our subconscious mind can hide and mask blocks that we have around money. So let's listen to what Karen had to say. Well, Theta Healing is a simple meditation that allows you to access your subconscious mind and help you change damaging beliefs and release trapped emotions that have been holding you back in your life. And when we go into the meditation, basically we're we're connecting to a divine source. You might look at it like your, you know, like this is your inner wisdom, which is awesome. You might look at it as the universe. You might look at it as God, whatever that name is for you. We're just going to get that to that place where those answers are. And what happens is when you make the connection within the meditation is that your brain waves actually slow down physiologically into the theta brainwave state. So we already know through the studies, decades of studies with hypnotherapy, that's the brainwave that they use. And we can access our subconscious mind there. And one of the big differences between this and hypnotherapy is that we're using that divine source, that divine wisdom to change uh, and transform these beliefs like I'm nothing, I'm worthless, nothing ever works out for me into powerful and positive beliefs. And then we take those trapped and toxic emotions like regret and bitterness and anger and and we're able to release them and transform them into love and understanding and compassion and what happens is when you take these you know damaging beliefs turn them into your most powerful and positive ones when you take the most toxic and unsettling beliefs that have been just percolating in your body for so long and in your mind and shift them into empowering ones you just start feeling better and lighter And what happens naturally when you start feeling better and lighter is you start, you know, making decisions in support of yourself and all that self-sabotage starts to shift and you start to go, oh, well, when I, well, I'll say no to this instead of yes, you know, or I'll say yes to this instead of no, which brings in more opportunity. It brings in more confidence in yourself and your abilities to move forward. Yeah, so there was Karen Abrams talking about theta healing, and it was certainly one of my favorite interviews of the series so far. Now, when I started the podcast, I wanted to make a conscious effort of bringing in different sides of the money equation. We could talk about 
investments and savings and credit score and things of that nature, which is very important. But equally, I wanted to talk about emotions and our mindset around money, which I believe is also part of the package. So that's why people like Karen and also my next guest, which was Sam Neffendorf, were valuable contributors. So Sam is a EFT tapping practitioner. And he had some excellent ideas around how tapping could help us find and remove money block. A young woman in um, North America, and she was about to lose her job as a teaching assistant. And it was because she no longer was would be qualified based on new legislation coming in. So we really worked on, her, again, her fears, always initially working on fears and limiting beliefs. But then we started creating this vision for her life it was really an alignment with who she was and by connecting to that she was able to bring this sort of positive future into her life now and start feeling how she would feel if she was living that life and what that did is it changed her um it, it actually changed the actions that she took and her beliefs about what would be possible and she ended up crowdfunding um, several thousand dollars to go on a holistic training retreat in Ecuador, I think it was. And then when she got there, she loved it there. And then the organization actually hired her. So she ended up moving to Ecuador and having this really great job helping this, this sort of holistic therapy training organization to um, well, and while she continued her studies as well. And then ultimately she became, yeah, holistic uh, practitioner, um, living yeah, really great life in the tropics, and yeah, completely, completely shifted everything in that respect. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of other there's lots of other examples. People, um, yeah, in, individually, and also I've run some group programs um, where it's really great working in a group with tapping techniques because you can be listening to somebody else's problems and them tapping on their stuff. And while you're tapping, you're also clearing unconsciously your energy and your beliefs around money. And it can help. Like there's one, one woman who's an actor as well as a holistic practitioner. And just through listening along to other people, what they were working on, it cleared some old family stories that she had. And then within like a couple of weeks from that, she let me know that she had three new clients and she'd also got a really good acting job um, on stage in London. So that was a really, really nice one. So thanks again to the wonderful Sam Neffendorf for that interesting deep dive into the world of tapping. So that's it for today, folks. I really hope you've enjoyed this Best of the Guest, Volume 1. I hope it's something we can revisit another time with some other guests. It'd be really nice to hear from you. I love hearing your comments and questions. So if you'd like to reach out via social media, you can catch me on Instagram at d.j.britain or on Facebook, we are fearlessfinance.co. So it'd be great to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening.